Well, the San Jose Sharks, unfortunately, <laughs> they started out nicely, but then gave up five straight to lose five to two. We'll talk about this game and a lot more of Sharks hockey coming up right now on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. May 7th, 2021. Sharks lose 5-2. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game. So if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. And of course, follow us on the social. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course, Discord. And find everything at tealtownusa.com. Pleased to be joined by Mark Eisenberg. What's happening, bud? Not much, man. Doing great. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm I'm hanging in there. Uh, this this season's been a little rough. Not gonna lie, and uh, we're we're kind of getting down to the end of it here. So, you know, <laughs> we're, we're gonna make the best of it. Although I'm just like having a slow death and torture with the sharks here going on but uh, uh man a, yeah a, a rough one all around uh but uh you know early on you know if there's something good happening at least the good news is is that uh they got off to a good start you know uh like almost a little under four minutes in eric carlson you know, gets one in past uh, Darcy Kemper. Uh, you know, Carlson, part of the leadership group that that has to go on <laughs> without Logan Couture, who, who's, I mean, obviously, Mark, he's been suffering through a, a injury that's been really bothering him and made him struggle most of the season. Yeah, everyone suspected that for at least the last, I don't know, month, maybe more, Yeah, the way he had been playing. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, hockey trick you're right uh my favorite part was this game was when it ended yeah but it started out nice as we said 347 <laughs> in eric carlson gets on the board for the sharks and and ek with uh back-to-back goals and uh in games and also back-to-back goals and games against the coyotes and he could have had another one yeah not for that offsides. Ah, yeah, his goal numbers actually don't look terrible this year. Um, I mean, all of his other play aside, that if that offsides goal had counted, that would have been his ninth of the season, right. and in a shortened season, not terrible. No, he's finally started to come on, and he's finally decided that you know, hey, I should shoot the puck for once. You know, it might be helpful in that sense. Uh, yeah, and the Sharks looked good so far. One nothing. You know, they would, you know not do successfully uh, on the power play 0 for 2 in the beginning of the period they would eventually go 0 for 3 but uh, in the second you know Eric Carlson said in intermission that you know the Coyotes kind of just didn't look like they were into it yet and little did we know that uh, Arizona would back around 
Hopefully the cracking noise uh, is taken care of. Sorry, Laurel. Uh, but, uh, you know, it started off nicely. Timo Meyer gets back-to-back uh, games with a goal to make it 2 nothing as he uh, defeat from Ivan Chkovic, who gets his first NHL point. Uh, you know, uh, nice feed for Timo and, and, and goal for Timo. Yeah, we actually, or at least I actually noticed Chkovic this game too. Um, looked like he was playing pretty well. Timo got a great shot off. And to that point, you said just a moment ago about Carlson's interview. I was kind of wondering the same thing at the end of the first period because obviously the Coyotes didn't really have much to play for today. They don't even have their first round pick. That's been removed for them. So you're kind of wondering, like, what are they thinking? What are they playing for today? And in that first period, they looked very dull. So I wasn't really sure if it was the Sharks playing well. Coyotes just kind of snoozing through the first period. But, um, yeah, Timo Meyer doing what Timo Meyer should be doing. Yes. Ripping a shot, scoring a goal. And good to see. I mean, a uh, little too little too late, but uh, Timo needs to be a little more consistent throughout the year. Uh, to make things happen. Uh, and then everything fell apart. <laughs> everything just yeah. fell apart. And, you, know, <laughs> you get Sodders who scores his first NHL goal to cut the lead just to like maybe a minute and a half after, you know, Timo scored to make it 2-1. And then Connor Garland uh, with a nice slapper on a five-on-three. As the Sharks got into a little bit of penalty trouble again, uh, but uh, that they tie it up at two-two. But then you you saw the tie turn with with Arizona. You just they they came out with a little more gusto, put a little more passion. You know, it, almost like they were actually playing for their playoff lives, even though they were already already uh, gone. Yeah, I swear it was as if they heard Carlson's interview in the interview right. because I know Meyer scored that goal early on, but they just looked like an entirely different team in the second period. They were playing with speed. They were passing the puck, moving it around. And you kind of have to give credit to um, Soderstrom. That was a sick goal. Great deke. And then that top corner shot from where he was at the circle. Um, beautiful, beautiful shot. Yeah, and it was a nice one in uh... – not nice for uh, for the Sharks, wise though. But third period comes, and uh, well, it seems like you know. Normally, I would say Hasso Plattner owns the Sharks, but uh, I-, I think lately it's been Phil Kessel. Uh, he had he had two breakaways with, with within a minute and a half, uh, and Koshinas shut him down like a closed Wiener Schnitzel, but then you know. Kessel would put some relish and mustard on a shot to beat Koshinash. Uh, that turns out to eventually be the game-winning goal uh, to make it 3-2. Uh, but Kessel, I mean, oh, man. <laughs> like you said, he has almost half of his goals this season against the Sharks. <laughs> That's extremely impressive. I mean, I know we're playing more games against them this year than normal, but to think that it's nine of his 19 goals... Yeah. Against the Sharks this yeah. year, yes, he's owning us. I mean, it is just bad, and and we feel bad. 
and we should feel bad. I mean, nine goals against Ke- for Kessel. Uh, I think we I tweeted out something that's the most against uh, the Sharks by one player uh, since Luke Robitaille and uh, Amos Solani. Uh, they did in '93 and '96 respectively. So uh, yeah, that that turned to, to make it three two. Uh, then you know, then the then the controversial goal, although. Let's be honest. I, I think this one was more uh, cut and dry for review than anything we've seen. Uh, Carlson gets a gets a feed from Barabanov and Kane to make it three three, but not so fast. Uh, I mean, Mark Hurdle Hurdle was offside. He, you would have thought he was in Los Gatos by you know <laughs> where he was at on the ice. Just a bit offside <laughs> there, yeah. And he didn't make any effort to get that leg back. He just like. I'm in the zone. I hope they missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. Nice play though by Barabanov to get that puck in front. It, it, unfortunately, it snaps Barabanov's point streak. Of course, I picked him up on my fantasy team, mm-hmm. so of course that falls apart. Um, but you know that line though, Mark of Kane, Hurdle, and Barabanov has looked really sharp, even though they didn't produce too much tonight. I mean, yes, Hurdle got a goal. Or I heard got an assist, excuse me. But man, uh they they've been looking really sharp since they were put together. Yeah, they need to extend an offer to Barabanov now. <laughs> I know it's a short um sample size, mm-hmm. but that line has looked great. And he may not be a first line player, but right now he's playing like one and he's making hurdle and cane produce more than they already were producing. So yeah, bring him back for next year. And I want that line getting a training camp together and a preseason. And then I want to see them in the season next year. Right. And I would, I will hope he's there and I would like for them to stay together. I think that will look really sharp uh, down the road. Uh, Kevin Lacey mentioning plays like that are what replay is for, not the one sixty fourth of a free loss. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> Not the, the leg lift from Landeskog um, that we saw in the playoffs a couple years ago against the Sharks. Uh, but then at, right after that, probably like a minute or two later, you get uh, uh, Bunting to uh, get a nice feed from, from, from Garland to make it 4-2. And then, uh, of course, Jan Yenik gets his first NHL goal. So this might be a record that the Sharks gave up two uh, players, their first NHL goal in the same game, but uh, at that point they said we're not even going to bother with the point six seconds that's left on the clock. We're just going to call it a night. Um, but unfortunately, yeah. yeah, I mean, so you lose five to two. But unfortunately, Mark, um, you know your boy, and, and now we we got to see the fashion show because you are rocking that gorgeous heritage sweater. Um, but which which. <laughs> Which one? Which player are you rocking? Oh yeah, John Leonard. Leonard. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a be- scary, night. scary play tonight. Yeah, it looks like he lost, you know, an edge and then went crashing into the boards. Um. Yeah, it looks like he might have cut. Was it his nose? It looked the way the blood was on the visor. I was guessing the visor came down, might have cut the bridge of his nose or something like that, but. It looked like it was the ice, and I know they've had issues with the Sharks' ice, despite 
the um, enhancements they did over the offseason. But if you look actually at slow motion at the play, his foot is down and it like kicks up back in a way that you wouldn't pull your foot if you were skating. So I'm thinking that he caught a rut or something in the ice and it sent him tumbling forward. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Buchner make, makes a mention of it uh, in the postgame presser here. Uh, I think the ice has been okay, but the puck looks hoppy. But the turnovers got us. I don't blame the ice. It's our execution. And, and granted, while the puck can bounce all around, I mean, it also, you know, you hit one rut in the ice, you know, you're running running into issues uh, for safety. Yeah, and that was a dangerous place where it happened, too, because you're just enough distance from the boards where you might be able to brace yourself, but at the speed he was coming towards the puck and the player, that's just a risky play. Right. And so uh, no update uh, from from uh, from uh, Bugner about it. Uh, in fact, Mario Ferraro, his buddy from UMass and his roommate, for that matter. I haven't seen Leonard, but I hope he's all right. So we hope for the best for John Leonard in these final two games. And if he's not ready to go, probably best to just take it easy and, and you know, call it a season early. Uh, you know, you've you've had some sparks in there, but although he's he's had a little struggle lately, so. But uh, you know, this one is a five-two final. The Sharks lose to the Desert Dogs. Um, but overall, what did you think of Yosef uh, Korshinash tonight? Uh, getting the start, he's gonna get a night off tomorrow with uh, Alexei Melnichuk expected to. Uh, to make, make his NHL start. But uh, what did you think of uh, Koshinash this evening? Um, his game is definitely improving. Each game that he starts, I find. Um, he obviously didn't play a perfect game, giving up four goals. But I think just watching him, he looks like a guy that I'd rather have in net right now, at least, than Martin Jones. I don't know if he's <laughs> like a long-term solution. Um, but he looks promising, and I like the improvement that I'm seeing game to game. And yeah, overall, I, I've been impressed with his play because I, I haven't watched a ton of him in the AHL. And I know his stats there kind of were deceiving compared to how well he was playing. Um, but I also didn't know if he was an NHL goalie yet. But he's definitely showing that he can play some games, some quality minutes and give the team a chance to win um, in some of these games. So, yeah, mixed feelings. I... I like what I'm seeing, though, from him tracking the puck and his overall style. I think it suits a little bit better the way the Sharks have been playing than Martin Jones' style does. I mean, let's be real. Martin Jones just kind of looks lost these days. He doesn't look – he looks like a shell of himself. So I think Kojanash – he should probably – I would start him Wednesday, I think, after Melchuk gets tomorrow. But Yeah. I, I mean, it would be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, we've already kind of heard – Melnichuk for for Saturday for the second game of this series, but I'm curious Wednesday, you know, uh, I not to look forward to to Vegas, but it's curious to Wednesday because if if Jones doesn't start, uh, not that he should, per se, but if Jones doesn't start, makes you wonder, uh, you know, you know, after the tongue lashing, Bugner gave, uh gave him on Monday if he uh, gets the crease sometime again uh, even though they are eliminated from the playoffs yeah I mean you really have to wonder 
if he doesn't start that game, if he's played his last game in Teal. Like, I, I don't know how we get rid of him because of the years left, and I don't know if it's necessarily wise to, like, buy him out at this point, and trading may not be an option. Right. Um, but I also just don't see how you bring him back next year after multiple chances of, like, finding his game. I just, like, unless... Wilson comes out and assuming Wilson's still with the franchise and he says next year is going to be another transition year. We're going to be rebuilding. I guess I could somewhat see it then, but like, how do you say the team is going to compete and then bring Jones back next year as your start? I just don't see you doing that. Yeah. I, I'd be surprised if Jones is in teal in some form. I, I just would be stunned. If he was, if he is, uh, I would have to wonder what are you doing, and and you know you could, you could try different goalie coaches. I mean, but Nabby's going to be around, I think, for a while. Uh, I just I just can't see them, you know, kiboshing the whole thing with with other people around him and keeping Jones. I I think it's you got to mm-hmm. go, you know. Um, you know, uh, Rob, you, you kind of hit on the head with your super chat, but Jones gets demoted to the taxi squad for the final two games. I mean, if Melichuk is starting tomorrow, un- unless Koshinash doesn't, uh, then, you know, you know, probably will. But remains to be seen uh, as to uh, how that's going to go. I mean, does Jones back up the guy? And, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes here. Uh, we'll get to some of the comments uh, coming out of the room. Uh, Mario Ferraro continuing on saying, I thought they got behind us a bit. A couple breakaway chances we should have been aware of, but I thought we did things we can build on. Uh, yeah, I mean, that 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 one that made it 4-2, I mean, that was a tough break with Kane stick breaking and then, you know, Kane's your only defender back. That's not not always the best to uh, to have. No offense. Yeah, it looked also very lo- <laughs> it looked very loose in general, almost like men's hockey at certain times with like almost like it was cherry picking with the breakaways and then just some of the odd man rushes. And I think a lot of players were playing a lot looser in today's game in the third period in general and Ferraro actually looked like he was jumping into the play a bit more I don't know if the coaching staff told him these final few games like let's see what you can do a little bit offensively and try and jump up into the play more but it looked a lot today that to me at least was noticeable that he was jumping up and carrying the puck a little bit deeper into the zone than he normally would and a little more power play uh, opportunity I think especially with with Logan out uh even though you know Ferraro's on the point uh, definitely he have a lot more. I mean, 23-11 time on ice for, for Ferraro and this one, I mean, just a shade under Carlson and, you know, you know, you know, a couple minutes under Burns. But, yeah, you look at nearly three minutes of ice time on the power play. I mean, yeah, he's been on the second unit for the most part, but, you know, nice to see him getting some chances. Uh as for the rest of them, guys, yep. guys are getting opportunities, and we're getting a look at them, making evaluations, and seeing who fits next season. We need guys to play hard until the end. Which you know, you're playing for jobs. I I would hope you, I hope you are. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm very curious as to what the coaching staff is thinking about some of these young players. I, I'd like to know, I'd like to get inside their heads right now and see kind of how they view guys like Balsers, um, LeBanc, Meyer, and some of the other guys. I mean, obviously, LeBanc and Meyer are more kind of guaranteed being the lineup if they're with the franchise. But Balsers, there's games when he looks like he'll be a top six forward. There's other games where he's kind of just coasting. And I think that's kind of what's plagued this year's team is that there's a lot of guys who just don't show up consistently, but there's hope for a lot of them. Like Donato, when he was healthy, he's another guy who looked like he could be a top six forward. So I just, I'm very curious as to how they're evaluating their seasons and what they're thinking for next year, which will obviously unfold over the next few months. Yeah. Uh, suggestions on the power play as it, as it went to, uh... Oh, for three on the on the night. Uh, outs after finally getting a goal, we have in the chat. Uh, uh, Josh Dunbar, uh, Carlson should take up Ovechkin's wheelhouse and wait to be fed an open back door. I I'm not. I I don't see anything wrong with that at all. To be honest, he's got a good shot. Yeah, I mean, and he he's shown that he can hit. But absolutely i mean that that's that's one i would go for i honestly he's got a great slapper go use it eric please for the sake of the power play go use it uh uh mario getting asked you know about the playing the world championships we're hearing a lot of them going like uh Kinejov said earlier uh today that he was going to play for russia uh timo meyer is going to play for switzerland uh, as for Ferraro, haven't talked to Canada about the championships. We still have two games to go. I just need to play as if we were still playing for a playoff spot. So, good on you, Mario. Kojanash as well. Oh, yeah. Kojanash will go as well as well. Yeah. So, uh, Ferraro finished up by saying, you know, the ice has been a bit, little bit up and down, same as usual. Same ice for both teams. Um. Which is true, but uh, when you when you spent millions of dollars on fixing the ice and new plant system, this is concerning <laughs> because that ice was is was a big factor in into it, and you only have a thousand people in attendance. So, uh, and yeah, and I get it too, like with the different. Um climates everything but i just don't understand how a professional rink doesn't have good ice i get having a difference between great ice and like not perfect ice yeah. sure fine there are definitely gonna be certain places that have the perfections for perfect ice but any nhl team should at least have good ice you know and I, there's definitely times this season where we've noticed the ice is not looking very strong out there considering that they just like we've said right done those renovations yeah, yeah. Uh, Laurel, thank you for your Venmo. Apparently, I'm headed to Guitar Center later today, which, of course, really is frustrating because I haven't changed anything since Wednesday except for my jersey, and we traded a win to win for us. So uh, if you're just joining us, thanks for tuning in. If you uh, like what you're seeing, hit that subscribe button down below. Pardon the mic issues, although, again, nothing's changed and, and it's really frustratingly pissing me off about that. But life goes on. Um, um, so 
uh, your overall thoughts on on this season because it it's it's been a frustrating one, but we kind of knew, knew where this team was going. I mean, you were hoping that they'd be fa- battling for a playoff spot, but then, you know, April hit and everything fell apart from there. Yeah, um, and I think I may have said it early in the season as well that I came into this season thinking the Sharks were most likely going to be a lottery team. Now, they may not be one of the top four or five teams, but I, I, I mean, the Sharks did not look like a playoff team coming into the season. And the only reason I think we hung in the playoff race a bit longer is because St. Louis struggled for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- this Sharks team has no business being in the playoffs. And I really think it's for the best for the team to finish as low in the standings as possible and get the best possible draft pick we can get this year. Um, this could turn into a multi-year transition phase for the franchise, and I wouldn't be surprised because it doesn't really look like a team that's going to be competing with teams like the Avalanche any soon. But I'm not really feeling terribly negative because I think I expected this. If you came into the season and you were hoping the Sharks were going to compete for a top spot, I think you're going to feel pretty upset right now. But I think from a realistic sense of putting my teal glasses aside, like... <laughs> this team has a ways to go before it's going to be competing with Vegas, sadly, and Colorado. So yeah, it's kind of what we expected. Out of this, I'll ask, what are your bright spots? Because we, we, we've dwelled on I think some of the young players. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some of the young players have looked good. Um, I think it kind of sucks that this year was the way it was with Leonard's. I actually think he could have, used a middle part of the season to stay in the AHL, but they kind of forced him and needed him in the NHL lineup. Um, but Leonard definitely has the potential, I think, as a top nine forward, possibly even a top six forward. Um, Donato looked good at times. Getting Balsers back for free, I think that was a positive. Barabanov late in the season, a huge positive. And I think the biggest positive of all is probably Kane. I mean, he's looked like an all-star for a majority of the season, which... I mean, we always knew he was a top six forward and we thought he was kind of maybe like a high end second liner. Um, And some people questioned his contract, but I think he's probably at this point underpaid with how he's performing. Mm -hmm. And you look at what he brings to the team, not just offensively, but he's physical, he's big, he's got some speed. And I think he plays the game the way this team needs it. So, yeah, I, I, I have a list of like, you know, five to 10 positives coming into the season that you didn't know how they would shape up. And some of those are like the young players, Kane. Those are definitely the positives. Yeah. Penalty killing, not bad. <laughs> That's a positive. It's been okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, PK, you know, I think it was like in the number one or number two all of last year. You lose a couple of key guys and you're, and you're still in a, hanging around the top third. It's good. It's good. I mean, it's not going to yeah. be perfect, and and trust me, when you, when you uh, when you give up a five on three, it's you're kind of inevitable uh, to, uh, to uh, give up a power play goal. But it's it's been okay. It's it's be better. But yeah, you you have some guys uh, that are going to be coming uh, in. Oh, hey, Chris JWS, thank you uh, very much. Uh, the bright spot Teal Town coverage. That's good. That's good to have, you know. Uh, 
So, uh, Charles, uh, Coyotes fan, uh, is Mark new or is he an old timer on this channel? Uh, nope. <laughs> he, he's, he's been around uh, this season. He's done a lot of our, uh, pieces on, on TLTNUSA.com uh, as well. So, uh, nope. We we keep him hidden, and then next thing you know, he he, he pops up rocking you know one of his sweet jerseys, uh, and and got a great view that you cannot see from this camera angle. But we'll have to get that one day. So it's also season uh, for me to start adding a lot more of the draft and prospect content. Oh, so look yeah. out for that. Yes, because you know right where where do we got we got nice odds in in the lottery. I mean that now it's yep. uh, you know. Now it's like okay, let's hope those uh, weighted weighted uh, <laughs> lottery balls go away. And I, I, I just was playing with it for a sec. All right, Mark. Literally, was just playing with it, mm -hmm. and look what pops up. You know, <laughs> sharks number one. <laughs> That's what we all want. That's what yep. we all want, folks. Fingers crossed, of course. You know, so uh, let's get to wrap around as Jerry and Laurel made donations. We really appreciate it as always. Uh, if you'd like to donate to me to the show, you can use the Super Chat function on the YouTube. Uh, however, Google takes a part of that from us. So uh, your donation to Venmo goes directly to help support the show. Uh, and 100% and of the money comes to us and to help pay for costs. And apparently helped me to get a new mic in the Scarlet uh, down the row, which is so wonderful. And I can't wait to get off the air. So... Let's get into it, shall we? Uh, Stars 5, Lightning 2. Uh, Dallas uh, keeps their playoff hopes alive. Some guy named Joe Pavelski gets a four-point night, two goals, two assists, and oh, man. Man, oh, man. 24 goals on the season. That's that's really making things a little more saltier in, in in the, in the minds of Sharks fans. Yeah, we definitely miss him a little bit there. <laughs> 24 goals would be nice to add to the lineup. Just a scouch. Yeah. Uh, Just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Flyers win 4-2 to two over the Capitals in this one. Uh, Allison with a pair of goals. TJ Oshie with another goal to get to 22 on the season there for uh, the Caps. The Caps already... Uh, Punch their their ticket to the postseason. They're going to go two teams that that won't be uh, Detroit and Columbus. The Red Wings win five to two over uh, Columbus, and Columbus is just free falling as we speak. They're at seventeen, twenty six, and twelve. I mean, thirty four, forty six points on that one. Meanwhile, you know, Detroit overtakes them with forty eight. Uh, 30, 47 points at nineteen twenty-seven to nine. So that's an interesting one. Uh, in overtime, the if Detroit wins, if Detroit wins their last game and the Sharks lose their last two, they can pass us in the standings oh. and we would have a better draft pick. Oh. Just a note. <laughs> oh no. Yes. Yeah, so would you like the higher draft pick or know that Detroit's already leapfrogged you in the standings? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Mark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Minnesota 4, Anaheim 3 in overtime. Kaprizov does it again. 
his 27th of the season, 17 seconds into overtime. Hey, my goodness, this guy. I, I, I feel for anyone that's that's going to go up against him in the Calder race because I just don't think that's going to, you know, be a uh, be a competition. Not quite honest. Yeah, I agree. He's definitely the best rookie, far and away. I'm sure people will complain about the age thing, but he is the best rookie. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Golden Knights win in overtime, four to three over the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Marcheseau with the overtime with about 18 seconds left in the extra frame there. So the uh, Golden Knights went four to three in that one, coupled with the Kings' loss to the Avalanche, three to two. The final there, St. Louis clinches the fourth and final playoff spot in the West. So the top four is set. They will jockey for position for the final week or so, uh, and to figure out who will play who. But in the West, Mark, you have Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota. St. Louis. That Colorado-Minnesota series looks like it's going to be good, which I don't think anyone would have guessed coming into this year. Um, but I think uh, everyone is looking forward to that second-round matchup of Vegas versus Colorado, as much as we do want Vegas to lose. But, yeah, let's be real. That's going to be a crazy good series. Yeah. If Bennington can find his championship uh, swagger, I think he he could give them a run, but I don't know. I, I think Vegas is just way too good. You have two two goaltenders uh, in there, and, and Vegas is gonna, you know, mm. be prepared, everyone. Be prepared. Vegas could be it, and it'll be. On a Steve Spot special power play goal to win the cup for them <laughs> as Pierre DeBoer raises the cup before anybody else. <laughs> Hashtag anyone with, but Vegas. So so that is your wraparound on this evening. I mean, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> yes, it could just be a nightmare over and over and over again. But uh, yeah, Vegas, Colorado. I, I do like that idea. So... Uh, but basically, you know, 14 of the 16 playoff spots are spoken for. Nashville and Dallas will, uh, you know, fight for that last spot in the central. Montreal's all but clinched the fourth spot in the east. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, I, I just don't know what it's going to be. Like uh, Shaka JRC 53, the first time in the and, and you know what? I'm this is probably one of the series that's probably not going to get the love. But I'm kind of excited for this. Tampa Bay and Florida in the first round. The Battle of Florida for the first time ever uh, with two teams that are pretty decent. I mean, Florida, if they can take out Tampa, I think they have a shot to come out of the Central. Yeah, and I, I'm amazed it's the first time they're playing in the playoffs. But that Florida team is pretty jacked with talent. And a lot of underrated guys, too. Like, Barkov's one of the best players in the NHL. Guy doesn't get a ton of love. Um, I think part of that's because he plays in Florida. Right. But he is a fantastic player. Um, so them matching up with Tampa, that should be... I think that's probably going to be the better 
that are the best first round matchup. That's for sure. Yeah. And so that'll be fun. I think Carolina, whether they get Nashville or Dallas, if they get Dallas, I think it'll be more interesting. If it gets Nashville, uh, I don't know. I think Carolina might be, might be way too good for, for Nashville in that, in that sense. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, I I'm kind of excited for the playoffs, even though the sharks aren't partaking in them this year, but, uh, It'll be fun nonetheless. Yeah, it'll be a shorter off season than normal um, where we miss the playoffs. So uh, at least we'll have that positive and uh, God. the draft to look forward to. But, you know, there's always playoff hockey. Nothing tops playoff hockey. Oh. And there's a sense of peacefulness to watching and not having your heart like pounding through your chest <laughs> when your team is playing. So you are absolutely correct, bud. I, I it's more fun to, I think, in, enjoy watching other teams, you know, torment each other in their fan bases. But, uh, mm. but it, I gotta say, it is sweet when your team is in it. <sighs> Those were the days. <laughs> Growing playoff beards, rally towels, telling Vegas to shut up. Yeah, those are fun. Anyhow, four power play goals oh, in four minutes, in one five time. minutes. Right? You know, it's good times. Fortunately, not happening for the Sharks, but we will have fun enjoying this. So, but that should do it for us here on this night. In case you missed anything, where do you want to watch this again? Check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Hit the subscribe button to YouTube. We, you could be our. 2300th subscriber right now come on make it happen also check us out on soundcloud spotify TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, and of course find everything at tealtownusa.com so with that we'll bring to a close of course kind of theming out because it is heritage night uh going a little bit of a nhl 94 style on the graphics for tonight but uh you know, good times. Uh, w I mean, we were talking a bit before we went on. Uh, were you a big gamer with the uh, NHL games? Absolutely. Um, back in the day, playing as Jeremy Roenick, Theo Fleury, all these guys buzzing around the ice and uh, the little pixelated celebrations. <laughs> yeah, those games were great. And I actually think I remember NHL 94. Was that the one where the fans did the shark chump I in the crowd? So. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was amazing. For that back then, the technology in video games that they had that, yeah, NHL 94 will forever be the best hockey game. Yeah, there's just something about it. I mean, I think the NHL, I think EA Sports has been brought brought it back like a mode or a game, you know, like a couple of times now. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's uh, fun to see and, and you know, there were three things that really got me into hockey. You know, of course, the Sharks, you know, big time. And, and of course, you know, the Mighty Ducks movies. And it's kind of weird to see that they, they have a series out on on uh, Disney Plus. Hashtag no free ads. And, uh, you know, NHL 94 on the Sega Genesis. There was just something about it. It was so much fun. So uh, with that, we'll bring it to a close. Mark, thank you as always. Uh, you're wearing your 43 jersey. I don't think you got to see this, but I was wearing my 43 jersey. Of course, this one's Ray Whitney, of course. 
more so, legendary 43 yeah. <laughs> not quite his number but you know we'll go with it but you know twinsies for sure but uh uh mark as always thank you very much and now it's 2 a.m over on the east coast so your final thoughts and where the people can find you uh final thoughts just enjoy the final two games it's still sharks hockey just enjoy it and look for some bright spots and you can find me as always on twitter mark e mark sjs all right mark always pleasure thank you so much uh you can find me at puck guy 14 on the twitter and the instagram we will be back with you roughly the same time uh as the sharks and the desert dogs will play their final game as division rivals on on uh, Saturday night. That's at 7.30 local time here. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. But that'll do it for us. Until tomorrow night, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you Saturday night following the Sharks and Desert Dogs. Get your shots ready. Good night, everyone.